to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 323 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along. Another week of randomness, technology and life brought to you all the way from Hamilton. Yes. And we're going to start something off with a big uh, congratulations. Who to? Liam. Liam listened to the show and my nephew. I was going to say, um, are you going to mention he's a relative? Yes. yes. What's Liam done? He's got engaged. Him and Rachel are going engaged, oh, uh, I believe, yesterday, or yesterday is when I, I saw it. So, yeah. Congratulations, uh, Liam. Congratulations, Liam. Uh, well done. I thought you were already engaged, but shows how much I know. And uh, I'm surprised Chris already found out about it. So, <laughs> that's good. Usually, I don't find out about these things till they're married and have kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Literally. No, but <laughs> I mean, kid. him and Rachel have been together for, I think, like eight years. I might be wrong. Six or eight years. You'll know. Yeah. So Let us well, know, Liam. Yeah, yeah. Let's please correct us. Yeah, yeah. Well, Six to eight <laughs> years could be anything in Chris' yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so congratulations, Liam. That's cool. All right. So, I got that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what am I going to talk about? Right, first thing. On Sunday last week, yes. um, I went to the Museum of This Morning, which is a an improv show by Jim Fishwick, who is my improv instructor. And it was pretty cool. It was really cool. It did... I explained to him... You mentioned on the podcast about this last week, I think. I, I mentioned I was going to go. That's Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Because it was before yes. I went. Um, I, I had to explain to him Sam's uh, theory of the world oh, in Jesus. terms of the curse of Hamilton. Where What's the, hang on, hang on. What theory? I've got. Might have a couple now. You've what? got. You've got the the curse of Hamilton theory. What's the curse of Hamilton? The curse of Hamilton is oh, if, we're in, if we're in a smaller city and we did a, he put on a show like this, everyone would support it because it's a small town and everybody go, oh wow, that's amazing. Let's go. And if we did it in a big town like Auckland or Wellington, um, there's so many people there that they would go and see it anyway. And so he'd have a what, big show. What did he think about but that? In, yeah, he. I said, look, and because. Uh, we were talking to I was talking to Diego about this as well because okay. Diego went along yeah, yeah. with me. So I'm guessing there wasn't many people. There, there wasn't a great deal of people. There was because this is 30, a one one off show. Yeah, one off yeah. show. Twenty five thirty people. Now, it, a reason I'm mentioning it now yes. is all this week, starting tomorrow Monday, um, it's in Wellington all week. Oh, nice. Um, okay. So I want to mention it. If you're in Wellington, yeah, go yeah. have a look. It is really good. It'll be better down there because there'll be a room full of people. Diego and I were like. If there was a room full of people, it would have just had a little bit more atmosphere. Yeah, totally. But it was about half, less than half probably. Ah. Um, but yeah, because Diego says he went to Navarra Lounge. He saw these posters, these really flash posters. Yeah. He goes, there must be an amazing band. Rah, rah, rah. So he went to Navarra Lounge to, to watch this band. Because his buddy play. that he studied with owns half the bar. But yeah. yeah. And there were five people there. I know. And I, and I explained this all to Jim and I said, look, if you're doing anything in Hamilton... You pretty much need to bring your own audience along. You know, you've yeah. got to do all the promotion stuff to bring an yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because in Hamilton, it, that they just don't turn up. It's, yeah, okay. And what did he say? Was he sort of like, oh. Yeah. He goes, good to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's true. It's so true. And we've seen it so many times. We have. And I always wonder if it's the promotion of the event. And then I'm like, I don't think it is. Because some of these things are plastered everywhere. I think, I don't know. I just... 
I honestly don't know if people don't want to give something new a try. I don't think it's an apathy thing in Hamilton. Yeah. Or, I don't so know. how was the show though? In general, it was really good. Like it you was did pretty very well. Clever. Yeah, it was very clever. I don't want to give it away to anybody no, who no. might go and see it. But the base, or what I knew going in, and it was a bit more than this, is that um, he's interacting with the audience to yes. find out what you did that morning. Oh, okay. And they create a museum exhibition mm. out of what happened this morning. Um, obviously, that's the improv part. Yes. And so, yeah, no, it's really cool, very clever. And I think he might actually end up doing that overseas as well. I reckon it'll go that well. Oh, good, good, so good. We'll see. Anyway, and so if I it does, to... you can say I saw it first when there was thirty of us. Yeah, well, because that was the first. Like he only just got all the props finished, you know, two days before and the day before, or oh, whatever okay. like that. So that was the first full one. He'd done some test shows without all the props and stuff. Oh, to, interesting. Improv people to check it, but yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. So that was uh, Museum of This Morning. Remember uh, high-ranking national MP Jamie Lee Ross? He's the guy that cried, had a bit of mental health breakdown, tried taking over the national leadership, and they got rid of him real quick. Pass. <laughs> no, I don't remember okay. him at all. So, yeah. <laughs> so he's, half, he's behind a company that sells a nutritional supplement that claims to protect users from electromagnetic radiation. Oh, God. It's called, the supplement is called Presidium. Proceeding. It's developed. It's not unobtainium, is it? <laughs> no, might as well be. Uh, it, it's developed by a Dr. Marco Ruggiero, an Italian microbiologist known for promoting a lot of pseudoscientific treatments. His other products include a probiotic yogurt said to treat a range of conditions, including autism and AIDS, and uh, and a pill purported to reverse aging and extend life to unimagined lengths. So apparently there's a whole bunch of these things flourishing in New Zealand because there's a whole life to unimagined lengths. Yes. I love because that. I want to see You want to guarantee on that, don't you? <laughs> I want to see that um, copy, that 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 sales copy. Do you want your life to go for a imagine <laughs> who wrote that? Oh, yeah. God. Anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. So apparently it'll protect you from 5G, so that's good. Um yeah, it's just a whole bunch of crap. Um, oh, here's another one. So this uh, company... So, sorry, that was something that you eat. This... Yeah, it's a pill. Yeah, it's a pill. Yeah, yeah, it's a pill. Of course it's a pill. Why are you asking me? Of course it's a pill. It's not like, an ointment. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a tin hat. No, you know, no, 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 no. We've gone away from the tin hat. This is actual science. <laughs> you, can ingest, you can ingest these pills. And the guy he's teamed up with is this other guy who runs uh, St. Benedict's Healthcare Centre in Auckland. Don't go there. It promotes the use of immunotherapy to treat cancers, encourage cancer patients and stuff to do other things. And um, he used to have service, which was the electronic gem therapy. Uh, It's a type of crystal healing, so that's good. And, um, oh, the course of probiotic yogurt, which protects you from everything, including AIDS, uh, costs $695. Holy crap, because I was going to ask about that, but I figured you didn't have the price. No, I don't think Presidium's fully on the market yet. I think it's coming. Um, uh, Oh, no, this is. You know what can make this better? Is if it became an MLM. That's all the the only thing that. We hope it it is. We hope it is, please. (laughs) No, so this is the best thing. Uh, So it says 5G is considered safe by most scientists, blah, blah, blah. Um, There's a product out there called BioShield. It's a USB dongle. Its creators say produce a protective bubble against 5G. Although the product costs around $600, it's a regular USB stick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you just... Like, we've said this many times before. 
if we didn't have a conscience, if we didn't have a soul, we'd be selling all this stuff. Oh, you rich ass. Um, I, just on that, so recently I've been uh, listening to Telltale and um, Genetically Modified uh, Skeptic on YouTube, two YouTube oh, channels. Yeah, okay. And they deal with um, cults and religions and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm checking out my past life. Yes. Um, but then uh, they got me onto this anti-MLM channel, some anti-MLM channels, and it's quite interesting. And I, th- I, I really... Is am- it actually anti? Because at some point it sounds like you're going to sign up to something. <laughs> no, no, it is. And the young people, are, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it does... It, the crossover between the cult-like stuff and the MLM things... Oh, very, very. very... And you can see why people who are susceptible to one will end up in the other yeah, type yeah. thing. So I, I just found it really interesting, and that's why I said that. And I've got a friend at the moment um, that I, I, I respect, very yes. cool, oh. but is in one of these... MLMs? MLM things, and is really pushing it, and it's like... What, what are they pushing? Uh, can you say? doTERRA. How's doTERRA? Essential Oils. Is that the company name? Yeah. I haven't heard of that one. I had heard, I, I knew that this person was doing this, and I didn't realize it had MLM until I saw one of these videos from the anti-MLM crowd talking about it, and I went, oh, that's an MLM. I should have oh. realized, but I didn't know. But, I, yeah. And I was like, Ugh. So I, I, after that, John Oliver, and if you have not seen John Oliver's uh, anti-MLM Show, yeah, yeah. I think it's on. I think you'll see it on YouTube. I think it's been put on YouTube. Yeah, just go for a search. Um, definitely check that out. It's really, really good. All right. So anyway, um, did you see anything of the Oprah interview with Megan? No, I was going to probably watch the start of it. Then I got told, "Don't, because it'll ruin your podcast." Oh, okay. That's what Sarah said. <laughs> I was like. Because I thought she was going to say, "You're just going to talk all the way through it, like you always do," and then, she, but she goes, "No." No, you'll ruin the podcast. So Chris can tell you about it. <laughs> okay. I, did, I did not tell her to do that. I, no, I know that. She was just, I don't know. Okay, that's interesting. So All I right. was like working on other stuff instead of. So there was a, it was pretty cool. So I, I didn't plan to. I um, was in my room. I was thought, oh, I'll just check the news. It oh, okay. was like seven o'clock or whatever yeah. it was. And so I knew I'd missed the news. So I went into the three app on my PC yep. and it said live now, the Megan interview so i started i had no idea how far through well i just thought i'd check it out because yeah. i didn't even know i keep forgetting a name yeah you yeah, know yeah. i i have no interest in this person at all that's right, right. so i thought oh, i've heard something about it. i'll watch a bit she is incredibly engaging uh megan markle yes all oh, right very very engaging she is an actor yeah exactly so, exactly and she's know. no she's really onto it she comes across as very authentic Maybe she's an actor and maybe she's bullshit. Mm. You know, um, but yeah, but she came across as very authentic. And there was a few things I thought was yes. really interesting. Okay. So one thing Tell I, me I mentioned, um, this isn't something that they keep going on about. So maybe some people have heard it or seen it or whatever. and might have gone past but a lot of them. Was She goes, as an American, I yeah. grew up in L.A. I was an actor and you know, I've been across these... I know famous people. I meet celebrities oh, yeah, all the yeah. time. Okay. And Americans, we always thought royals were celebrities. Oh, okay. But no, it's a whole different level. Yeah. And so the bit that I just turned on for, um, she had started saying she was going to Windsor Castle or yeah. one of those places. Well, yeah, one of the places. Um, with Harry, and they were going to meet some other 
royals there that they knew and stuff. Okay. And this is when they first started dating. And he goes, they're in the car. They're on the way there. They're being driven. They're in the car. And he's on the phone. And he goes, oh, my grandmother's there, the queen. Yeah. Okay. And she goes, oh, cool. I'd love to meet your grandmother. And he's like, no. And he said, no. The first thing he says is, do you know how to curtsy? Oh, yeah. Because there's a whole, obviously, there is a whole um, rigmarole around all this crap. Yeah. But she goes, and I was like, you what? She goes, I thought that's what you did on the outside, not inside. And he goes, nah. <laughs> you need to know how to curtsy. But, okay, yep. So, I've got a um, question. So anyway, so they get it. She couldn't practice because they're in the car. Yeah. So they get out of the car and she's practicing in, out the front of the, the house. Oh, okay. And um, Fergie comes running out and goes, you ready to come in? Have you practiced your curtsy? And she goes, you guys. And she was all freaking out. But apparently she did a, a very deep curtsy. Oh. And, and it was fine. She goes, I can't even remember. But um, she she did say that um, she got on really, really well with the Queen over the years. Oh, and, okay. And was re- she, she really, you know, um, appreciate, you know. Yeah, had, had fun with him and stuff. What were you going to ask? Uh, I was just thinking that, like, if he was bringing somebody to the house, and he, I'm assuming he should have told somebody, and there was like a a, a pre pre event team that would have caught up with her and said, "Hey, this is what you have to do." I thought that's what they yeah, did. No, she's got she got no schooling on anything. This came up later yeah. in the interview. She goes, she wanted to be part of the family. She wanted to do make them proud and do the right yeah, things. Yeah. But she goes, I don't know if anybody else gets offered anything, but she got offered no tuition, how to sit, how to speak, none of that. She oh, goes, that's weird. I had, I was Googling it the light, late at night the night before, mm. uh, in, you know, UK national anthem, because I'm an American. I have no idea what you're yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to be watching me, there's going to be cameras on me, and I can't screw it up. So I've got to practice oh. and learn all this stuff. And then, you know, church services they go to and all that, I had to learn 30 hymns and learn all the words for that because they don't want to screw it up. And, yeah, that was interesting. But I think if you take them away from the royal family side of things and all of that, it's still just a normal family sort of dynamic, which can happen anywhere. You can have the same situation, uh, you know, in your backyard, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can still have that sort of craziness. Not oh, to yeah. that extreme. Yeah. I, it, it really came across that that was an, it's an institution. You know, yeah, the yeah. whole. Oh, whole, no. That's um, right. They call it, uh, it's called the. Well, they call it the institution a few times in there or the firm. The firm. That's yeah, it. They were, they I was gonna, yeah. Either or. The, the One of the biggest things, which you had seen, no doubt, because it's everywhere, was um, when. She said they were having conversations before the baby was born of how dark it might be, how oh, dark its skin yeah. might oh, be, yeah. um, which really... Um, but it's a whole publicity thing, isn't it? They manage most of it. And if you go against them, the memes are saying, we didn't say anything bad because uh, they might kill us. <laughs> yeah. and Well, you you have to watch this interview. I yeah. will recommend that you I do. will uh, get uh, into And it. anyone listening, I, I, I am not the person to say... Yeah, you know, I really don't give a crap about most of these people, but I do think this is worth uh, having a watch of. It's pretty good. Uh, yes. Um, so yeah, um, and the other thing I was going to ask you: What do you know about Tyler Perry? We've talked about Tyler Perry before. I don't think on the podcast, but we've talked about him. Before. I can't place him. I know he built a really big film studio somewhere odd. I think we talk, had that talks um, at some point. Did we? Yeah, because what happened was. Harry and Meghan had gone to Canada, and they said, we want to step down from being senior royals. Um, 
And they, they didn't think that was a big deal because there are a lot of non-senior royals that get a, a full living wage, you know, living wage. I'm sure it's more than a living wage. They get, yeah, yeah. A, a, you know, they get paid. They live in um, palace-owned housing and stuff. Yeah. And they don't do a lot, but they are there if they're needed. And they wanted to step back into that role or maybe do that role in a Commonwealth country. And that's when they went to Canada. But, and this is after Archie's been born, um, but they, um, the, the, just before COVID, the one week before the lockdown, yeah. uh, the, the Daily Mail had published where they were staying. They were staying of with course. friends in Canada. Yeah. So everybody knew where they were. And um, the um, royal whatever said, yep, no security, we're pulling all your security. Even Harry, who's had security since birth because he was born into that, we're pulling all your security. Yeah. And he was freaking out. And he said, due to a change of status, yeah, I, I wanted confirmation. Is there a change in threat level? Because he gets death threats all the time yeah, yeah. and stuff. And they said, no, no, no change in threat level. It's just status of you're no longer a senior yeah, right. thing. And he went, Oh, bugger this. And he jumped in a plane. He said, didn't even have a plan. Jumped in a plane, went to L.A. Tyler, Tyler Perry put them up in his house yeah. that he didn't, wasn't living at, by the sounds of it, and paid for all his security. So I just brought this up. Literally, I know nothing about Tyler Perry. Nothing. I, I know the name has come up a few times. Don't even I recognize don't, the guy. I, no, I, I, don't, I don't recognize him. I've seen photos. And I, yeah, I'm like, I so it says, uh, real quickly, in 2011... Forbes said he was the highest paid man in entertainment, making $130 million in one year. Which, I think he's a producer, eh? Uh, according to his website, he's a world-renowned producer, director, actor, screenwriter, playwright, author, songwriter, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. When it's your own website, you are a master of everything. You should read mine. <laughs> you should have read Chris's before we edited it. That's something else. Hey, the yep. uh, unrelated, I just learned this today, the Dutch inventor of the cassette tape. If you remember those, he died, age 94. Oh. So that, his name was Lou Ottens. Uh, did you see the, have you seen the um, the seagull grab video? Have you seen that recently? No. So I saw it on, um, I'll show it to you real quick, quick, Chris, if it plays. Technology, let's go. So uh, basically there's a guy out at night in Dunedin. And after this ad of 30 seconds, um, he's having a feed. I think his phone shows a shot of McDonald's and there's a whole bunch of seagulls flying around. And then the camera pans to his right and he's holding a seagull in his hand. And then he sort of throws it and it goes away, right? Okay. So, uh, yeah, 12 seconds left, guys. This ad for, I don't know what this is, but Otago Daily Times. I hate your ad. I don't even know what it is. Who's that dude? Oh, 28 day. No? Oh, it's Disney Star Channel. That's, they've just released that. Anyway, so just watch that real quickly. Oh, yeah. Yep. All the seagulls. Oh, it's, it's, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is, is it a few feathers? When yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. In there? Yeah. So anyway, so he's gained more than 150,000 followers since that got published. He had over 30 million views. It's probably 50 million now. And he said, I didn't mean to do it. I'm quite scared of birds. I just put my hand out and grabbed it. And I sort of just let it go, right? So then the doc uh, person comes out and goes, oh, we're all against that. Tata Panga are protected under the Wildlife Act, meaning it is illegal to disturb, harass, or kill them. Those who do so can face fines or imprisonment. People who have seen this video should not try to replicate it. Nobody, nobody in their right mind wants to touch a seagull. 
I just want to state that fact. <laughs> it's stressful. I agree with it's that. stressful for the animal whenever someone catches and holds our native birds like this. She says, "Is that a native?" Bird? Oh, I don't know. Um, there's, there's a few queer. There's a few questionable things. And then she said, "People should not feed the seagulls or encourage the birds to interact with them." And then she said this line, which I think is great: "Our birds did not evolve eating human food. They are not used to it, <coughs> and it can make them sick." If any bird is used to eating human food and I had to pick one, it's a seagull. seagull. Yeah. Anyway, so I was just like, okay, cool, 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 cool. That is, that is quite funny. Here's a fact for you real quick. Uh, in Japan, they have over 5 million vending machines. That's one vending machine for every 23 people. Imagine if that was here. They'd be everywhere. But they've got specialised vending machines that have a backup battery and then dispense free drinks and food in the event of a major emergency. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, I've got two bird-related facts to, to oh, segue on Oh, there. we didn't even know. We didn't even plan this. But this no, is how no, good we are. not at all. Um, so Pringles and Microsoft have collaborated to bring the taste of Halo 4 to fans. It's called the Halo 4 chips. And they are basically space ostrich-flavoured crisps. They brought out, oh, no, yeah, oh, really? They brought out another flavour the other day that makes no sense here in New Zealand. It's, oh, really? um, you keep telling me that story. <laughs> well, that was it, really. That was all I was going to say about it. No, they... Uh, but I was like, okay, uh, oh, no, they brought a game with a... Mower, mower the bird, mower bird flavour. Oh, God. I think. And uh, they've gone... Somebody there is some sort of bird freak. They're called... I can't remember what they're called. bird hater, really. Oh. I hate them all. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bird haters, have you ever heard of the uh, Great Emu War of 1932? Honestly, I, I reckon this would be a great dollop episode, but I'm going to give you a few things from this. Yeah. So, um, 1932, Australia is in the grip, uh, grip of the Great Depression. The farmland across Western Australia is being ravaged by the depredations of masses of person-height emu birds. They're about six foot tall, these emus. Yes. Uh, for those that don't know, they're like an ostrich, basically. Yeah. The Australian government decides to go to war. It's one of those great historical what-the-hell moments worthy of recording and film. It could only ever be a comedy. But first, for those who have never met an emu, uh, I'm not, not going to tell you what an emu is. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, right. The Great Emu War of 1932. The birds migrated across Australia, or the birds migrate across Australia depending on the season. And in October 1932, they were flocking in massive numbers, more than 20,000 of them, across the Campion District of Western Australia. Yeah. They cleared land and wheat crops of struggling Depression era farmers. Um, and with fine for these were the fine foraging areas for the hungry emus, and they were eating and spoiling an awful lot of crops. As the farmers were already vexed at the Australian government for failing to deliver on subsidy promises and stuff, uh, nothing's ever changed there. That's right. Um, the government decided to appease all the farmers by sending a force of ex-military with, among other things, two Lewis guns and ten thousand rounds of ammunition. <laughs> so October saw many reports of emu attacks and machine guns deployed to counter them. Reports also suggested that each flock of emu were led by a strong alpha individual who quickly learned to recognise an impending ambush and the flock scattered upon encountering trucks full of machine gunners. 
So, the, this is from uh, Encyclopedia Britannica in 2009. The machine gunner's dreams of point-blank fire into serried masses of emus were soon dissipated. The emu command had evidently ordered guerrilla tactics, and its unwieldy army soon split up into innumerable small units that made use of military equipment, uh, made the use of military equipment uneconomic. A crestfallen field force therefore withdrew from the combat area after a month. So how many of these emus do you mm. think they mowed down in those first oh, months? I can't tell if it's going to be heaps or none. Between but- 50 and 500. Oh, okay. We went that, we went that way. <laughs> Which is pretty bugger all, really. They said uh, it was only a few. The number of be- birds low is only a few because anywhere between 50 and 500. Um yeah, and then they had a, a comeback and they, they shot a bunch more later on. But yes. it just cracks me up. The government's just like, here, have some machine guns. 10,000 rounds. How hard could it be? And the emus just out, outmaneuvered the military guys. It's uh, hilarious. It, it did sound very familiar. So I think the dollop did do a podcast episode. Number 111 is called The Emu War. And I think it's oh. about that. It did. How old is that? Because I'm, I'm so far behind. Uh, it was like, two. that's almost 300 episodes ago. Oh, okay. And it's live, so they would have done it when they're in Australia when they're allowed to travel. Hey, oh. yo, real quickly, go back to your Pringle story. Where'd you hear that one? Uh, I, saw, I saw that on. What's his name? Stephen Colbert. Oh, um, okay. Uh, the so, late show? Late yeah, show, yeah, yeah. So they've obviously rolled it out internationally, and ours is the Halo um, Moa Burger flavor, and it tastes like garlic, sweet ginger, and savory beef. So they've just gone with uh, an extinct bird here instead of. Okay. Yeah, oh, so. Right. so that's what it is. So good, good, good. But Microsoft and Pringles. Who would have thought that as a? But um, Pringles have seemed to um, have lent into the weird flavor thing. I think if you go to Cracker Jack, which used to be the clearance shed, they've yeah. always got the randomest flavor Pringles there. Actually, I think I did see that one time, and I was like. What the hell? Is it? Yeah, they seem. Can't to- even remember what it was now. But I was like, "What the hell's that?" Maybe I should try. It. Uh, maybe not. Um, okay. <laughs> maybe. Um, so, if you want to hang off on a zip two second, I'll tell you what that means. <laughs> Have you heard of it? No. It's the shortest time yes. that has ever been uh, made. Measured. Uh, measured. Measured is. The is word. this some sort of nuclear thing, or they use some sort of it's randomness? It's a zeptosecond. Yeah, of course, it a is. One trillionth yeah, of one trillionth of a billionth good, of a second. Good. I'm glad they measured it. It's like to do with the atomic clock, is it? No. 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 That's way too slow. That's not even an altosecond. No. And an uh, altosecond is oh, way, way less than we a have just, We have just learned that Chris has a passion about telling time. No. Not really, but I, I was. So I, it, was, it annoyed me when I was reading through this uh, thing. Is this uh, Smithsonian magazine? Yeah, and they um, they're talking about zeptosecond, and uh, this tiny slice of time is a fraction of a second, so small it is equal to being a single number one sitting twenty one places behind the decimal point. Cool. Um, and it's this a affects me. Of a billionth of a second. And, yep. Cool. What can I do with this information? Well, basically, what they were doing was um, when a photon or particle light of a certain uh, energy strikes mm. an electron, it can free it from that thing, and mm, it's how quickly good. that electron gets yes. freed from the, um, in this case, helium. And then, but then they randomly go um, the, to measure the event. The physicists use a piece of equipment called an altosecond streak camera. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, okay, all right. So it's a couple of lasers and stuff. Yeah, of course. And then they start talking about autoseconds. I'm like, 
You you haven't explained to me how long an alto second is. I cannot, I will not sleep tonight. It's going to be, how many alto seconds per zecto second? Well, that'll give you something to do. (laughs) I don't Um, know what that image is supposed to be. Well, actually, it says underneath what it is, but it's It's the electron escaping a helium atom. And if you just use your imagination team, you too can picture that in your mind. (laughs) That's all we need to say. It looks like a really old Microsoft um, icon from the 80s. Oh, it looks like something from um, uh, the Alien movie, um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, what's this Honda self-balancing motorbike? Is this old or new? It's probably old. I realised that when I looked at it, I was like, oh, I'm not going to tell any. I'm not going to mention that. Ah, too bad. I've seen it. Um, there's a little video, and I thought it was cool. It's just a self-balancing bike that it walks along. It can, it can. It was following the dude. He'd sit, it climbs on it, and sits. Oh, there, I'm watching and it now. It does the thing. Oh, look! It goes up and down a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, this seems like this should have been out. I mean, this the guy, uh, someone posted it a week ago. He's the CEO Innovation and Growth at some consulting company, so he's got nothing to do with it. Um, it might be old, I don't know. But no, no, I, it looks I pretty it. cool. Like, it it's, cool. it's following the guy. I, I'm, I'm surprised what, this hasn't come out earlier. That's exactly what I was exactly. going to say. I was like, I thought we'd have that because they've got the um, unicycle ones that self balance. Right, yeah, the board with the one wheel. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what those are called. There was a guy there's riding the ones one. You can sit in. As oh well. yeah, yeah. The, oh the, the um, big ones. And there's the wheelchair. Is that built in Hamilton? Oh no, I, I it's know. only got two wheels and it, it balances. It's a, oh, a no, segway thing. Now. I'm talking about unicycle. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So there's so many of these things. I'm like, oh, so this is a Honda self-balancing motorcycle. Anyway, we'll get that um, video linked into the show notes. Oh, have a watch. I just thought of something to end off this podcast. Yes, we'll do that. Uh, so last week, as, as we do most weeks, we do stuff you, Kim. And uh, between we... <laughs> and, no, no, but you, we forgot because last week nothing had happened and we had just said that. And then in between last episode and this episode, we had a giant thunderstorm in Hamilton. And there's water pouring down everywhere. And I'm standing upstairs uh, outside on the balcony thing, filming the water across the road rushing down the street. Because it's always crazy. It's a a steep hill and the water's just gushing. And it's happening in like all of two minutes, which is, you know, cool. And then there's a huge crash and the uh, so-called... Conservatory shack thing that's bolted onto the side of our house that we don't go into because it's safe. <laughs> a we think it might collapse if we go in it, and B there's random stuff growing on the fake carpet in there. The um, whole so roof just, caved in. <laughs> the roof caved in. I've got video of that. Do you want that video? Yeah, too? I've got some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, get, we'll we'll pull the video together and maybe oh maybe Patreon that one. Uh, we I will. I think I'll edit it together and as a memory of. Yeah, so just to give you an idea, this conservatory is on the second floor. There's nothing below it, so it's got. There's like some, one pole holding it. Yeah, and so it, it's like uh, I don't know how safe that is, and the floor is all mouldy and stuff because of this leaky roof that we've told which them turns, about. Which turns out to just be a sheet of plastic core flute. Yeah. I don't even think it's proper roofing. Apparently, core flute is what they use for a lot of conservatories. I, somebody said yeah, that. No, yeah, no, you, yeah. you can get that panelling. So yeah. I, um, yeah, so the core flute uh, collapsed. collapsed. It, was, it was really funny. The video is quite amusing. Um, but I mentioned it to Jeff a while ago um, when I went and saw him. So Jeff used to live yes, in this house. that's right. 
15 years ago, maybe. Ago. Maybe. Um, and he goes, oh, we never went into that room then. We thought it was dangerous then. <laughs> you have no idea. Also, we're pretty certain that the uh, property managers have not told the landlord. Yes, so I, I sent the video straight away and I said, look, I'm letting you know in a timely manner. I don't want Kim showing up because <laughs> I didn't say I won't be responsible for my actions if I see that but here, but uh, that's pretty much what I meant. Anyway, we haven't seen Kim, so I don't think they told him. <laughs> no, he'll find out uh, later. Actually, uh, just to end, how's your uh, packing sorting situation going? Uh, not. Uh, I figured I'd wait till we moved and then I'll get rid of everything. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's a, uh, a plan. It's a plan. Um, yeah, so uh, last thing I was going to say mm. is the um, Microsoft Paint. I just want to say that because now we can make it that picture if we do that. Okay, I'm sure that post is really old though, but that's all right. There's a uh, yeah, but that card's really old too. <laughs> yes, very good. Uh, okay, that's it. Wraps us up. Uh, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.